You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Dane Maxwell. And you may have heard that name before. Let me tell you a quick story. He started 16 businesses and failed at 11 of them. Since then, he's gone on to create 15 millionaires with his teachings at the foundation. You know, he specializes in helping underdogs start successful and profitable businesses. And he has a new book coming out and it's called Start From Zero, correct? Yeah. Welcome to the show, Dane. I'm honored to be here, man. Let's do this. Yeah, thank you so much. We were talking before I hit record, and it's so funny, but when I had the opportunity to interview you and I saw your first name, a friend referred you over to me, and I remember hearing you on a podcast like, man, it was like six, seven years ago with Pat Flynn, and I I loved that podcast. It was one of my favorite ones that Pat did, and I've always been a big fan of Pat, so Thank you for that. I owe you that seven years removed, but here you are today on my show. So I'm super excited. Um, I'm grateful to be here. Let's let's add some value. Awesome. Well, listen, just so everybody understands, I'm going to kind of tee it up for you a little bit, but then we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about the book and kind of about your journey a little bit. But today, guys, we're going to talk about building a lucrative business with no ideas, no expertise, and no money. And this is the same framework that Dane has used to graduate 15 millionaires from his program. Okay. So pay close attention. But before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit about the book, man. I mean, this is exciting. Start from zero. Let's talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Well, yeah. So that's to me, the heart of entrepreneurship is someone who can start without funding, start like their backs against the wall and they're literally able to create value from almost nothing. And so that's what I love to do. Yeah. It's just helping people start because I had nothing, you know, I was on my back against the wall. Yeah, I love that. I mean, bootstrapping. I mean, there, there's something to be learned and something to behold when people can bootstrap a business, you know, from nothing, right? It's different. You go out there, somebody goes out there, they have this idea and they've got some connections and they raise, you know, a million or two million or five million dollars. But I will tell you that I think that if those people were forced to bootstrap a business in advance, they would probably make a lot better use of that money, right? And they, oh, because, definitely. You, know, you find you hear all the stories about how people are blowing <laughs> tons of money on all kinds of BS that really oh, yeah. isn't going to impact the business. So I love this whole bootstrap concept. When's the book going to come out? Is it pre-order? It's going to be out for pre-order now, right? Yeah, I recommend you pre-order so you can make sure you get a copy and be the first to get it when it releases. But if you if it's startfromzero.com, click on pre-order, you got it uh, when it when it releases. But March 31st, 2020. Love it. Um, and so the basic so the basic essence of this book is so if you sat me down at a table and you said, Hey Dane, you gotta start a business and you get nothing, my brain would go, Oh yes, it's amazing. Whole, there's we got so many things we can try or so many things. But if you know you sit down the average person at a table, you say, Hey, you gotta start a business, you have nothing to start from. They're like, uh, 
what do I do? So I wanted to merge my mind into theirs and, and make entrepreneurship accessible to the world. I really just, I, de- I desire people who are asleep to wake up to entrepreneurship. I desire every human being in the world to try entrepreneurship, at least for 90 days. Because if you do entrepreneurship for 90 days, and then you decide you don't like it based on experience, not based on dreams, not based on fantasy, not based on books, but actual experience. You're in the world experiencing the beauty and the joy of real entrepreneurship where you're actually making a difference, actually making a profit, actually being a great quality of life. You're not a slave to your business. Your business is awesome. It's taking care of you. I'm talking real entrepreneurship, not the stuff where you said, oh yeah, my uncle had a business and I never saw him. That's not entrepreneurship because you know, if you walk into a room full of a hundred entrepreneurs, you don't want to listen to 95 of them. 95 of them are wrong. You know, and I sat next to a guy who was a multi-million dollar apparel clothing line. And he comes to me and he says, you know, whenever I talk to a new entrepreneur, I want to know what their idea is. And I'm like, that's BS. I don't like that. I want to create an innovation in entrepreneurship where we don't, we don't lead with idea. We lead with the pain the person has. We lead with the result that they want to have. So like, instead of coming up with an idea, you sit with a person and you ask them what dream result they want. Because the ultimate essence of business... So in, inside the book, there's a bunch of different me- mechanisms that make the book actionable. You know, the four hour work week is an amazing book. You know, it created a generation of people. What also happened for me when I read that book is it left me wanting because it didn't actually give a comprehensive approach on how to start a business like this. Well, so years people have been asking me about a book to do this. So I put together a fully comprehensive book to do this. This book won't leave you wanting. It's not going to leave you needing anything. There's 15 different examples of employees who started from nothing. And they did it. And they did it by using the process in this book. So like a couple quick things on this. I was like, so as we, as we employ people with the tool to like, so if you're an existing business owner, you can apply this process to rapidly expand your revenue. And if you're also a starting entrepreneur, you can also do this. So the basic, fun, basic essence of business that I like to talk about, like the soul or the spine of it, is that a customer uses a mechanism to get a result. And if you break business down into these three things, you got a customer using a mechanism to get a result. If you look at a new entrepreneur, these new entrepreneurs are obsessed with mechanism. What's my idea? What's my Amazon product? What's my Etsy store? What's my this? Oh, you know what? I'll do back pain. I'll do this. I'll do this. And it's all mechanism. The new entrepreneur is so untrained that they focus 90% of their brain space on mechanism. Well, with just a proper training, you understand that most business owners have nothing to do with mechanism. They're outsourcing mechanism. They're hiring experts to do mechanism. Most real entrepreneurs are looking at customers, looking at results they want, getting really clear on those, and then hiring experts to create the mechanism. So what happens is now you've got someone who spent like eight years to become a doctor. That's eight years to become a mechanism. You got someone who spent four years to go to college. That's four years to become a mechanism. Well, if you become the business person and you start sitting with people, you're like, okay, what's the customer and what result do they want? Now you're in the infinite possibilities of entrepreneurship. So if you're in a tech company, the tech company's tanking because the tech isn't working. They're like, oh, it's the tech, it's the tech, it's the tech. You got a bunch of hamsters talking about a mechanism. Well, if they got, if they had a CEO that was that, listen, guys, we're not in the business of tech. We're not in the business of this mechanism. We're in the business of providing this result. So if this tech is no longer providing this, we're not married to the tech. We're going to go back to the, the heart and soul of this result. So let's say, you know, you've got, man, there's so many different, so many different examples. Let's say you've got a mom who's got an autistic child and she's got the struggles of dealing with an autistic child. And, you know, there are a number of products probably for mothers with autistic children, but we don't go to product. We go to customer and results. So we sit with the mom who has an autistic child and we say, Hey, listen, what would be a dream outcome for you with your child? What's a dream result for you with your child? And I get choked up when I think about this, allowing a mother to love her autistic child more, something like this, you know, and she tells me what her dreams are, you know, well, you know, maybe her dream is to get her autistic child the chance to go to college, you know, and you're like, now you've just entered into the service of entrepreneurship. And when you, and now 
So now she's like, she wants to get her autistic child into college. And so now you've got customer, you've got result over here. Now you've got mechanism. Now you can go out to the world and start researching and figuring out who are the experts in place that know about college and autism. And you can start putting together. And now before you know it, maybe you've written a book on how autistic children can have a chance to go to college. And you didn't have to create any of the content because you hired all these experts to curate and put this. And now you've got this business created from scratch. And this is why I think that podcast on Pat Flynn went so well and why six years ago, I kind of went everywhere for a little bit is because people saw how deeply they can serve people. Because I think at the heart of our is we just really want to serve people. But what happens is we get so fixated on mechanism. We get so fixated on being the expert. And I do it too, that we stop listening. And so- What that that reminds me of is a saying that I heard years ago, you know, and it's focusing in on, you know, you gave that example of the mother with the autistic child. And what it reminds me of is if your why is clear and strong enough, the how will kind of up here, it'll happen. It's a lot easier to figure the how. But if you're trying to figure out the how before you have that why yeah. and that vision, then it's there's going to be a disconnect, right? And then when that Absolutely. how doesn't go perfectly, you're going to abandon ship, or you're going to you're going to pivot too early, or you're just not going to focus is, in on the right things. This is perfect because so I've got a I've got a podcast actually that came, uh, that's out now where I I just take people from all walks of life, no matter where they are, and I just mentor them exactly where they are and how to make money today. So it's a live podcast where I'm like, well, it's not live, but I'm mentoring them one-on-one. You can listen to the coaching calls. I'm, I'm super jazzed about it. And this guy's on and he's thinking about doing an Amazon store. And every time he goes to the how, he gets he handicaps himself. He's looking at what product to sell on Amazon. I was like, right. dude, you're screwed. You're absolutely screwed because you're not, you're not clear on the why. You're not clear on the outcome. That's so right. Imagine this for a second, that you could wake up every day and find someone and sit with them and ask them what their dream is. Ask them what their outcome that they just deeply desire is. And then you go to work doing this. So I've got, um, I've actually got a special gift for your listeners, a special URL just for your guys, because I love your podcast and I, I want your listeners to get a lot of value. And, and, and that, that thing is a, a whole report on how I do this process with my partner who was pregnant at the time. And I was asking about her problems and, you know, she was experiencing pregnancy, nausea, Ugh. you know, and so we were actually able to help her think through an outcome that would help with her nausea. I have nothing to do or no. I, so people are like, what's my passion? You know, like, am I passionate about pregnancy? Not really. Am I passionate about nausea? Not really. Am I passionate about hearing the real heart of a human being and hearing what they want and trying to solve it? Absolutely. And that just opens me up to everything. Yeah. So we I love we, that. Yeah, man. We, I, can, I can mention that URL at, at, at any time because I, I think people yeah, will stay on. Give it to on. people now and then we'll make sure we get it at the end too. Well, so start from zero.com forward slash growth. Perfect. And that's just for your listeners. And then they'll get forwarded off to a thing and they'll get a free report. And there's no email capture required on that because I'm getting really tired of email capture. One, because like if you just take a quick business listen on email capture, like you want to, you want to, like, so in the book, I don't emphasize this heavily because it's already, it's already talked about in other places, but you really want to use data and quantification and measurement to make a lot of decisions. Now, if you look at email capture, not only does it feel usually dirty, you're like, oh, okay, fine. Give you my email for this. <laughs> um, it, it like it's got that like pri- it's like come on, man. Like this was cool ten years ago. Now I'm getting kind of tired of it. So, but it can be profitable if done well. But if you look at this, say you have a thousand people that come to a site, and then two hundred people give you their email address. You have twenty percent conversion rate. But then within six months, you get a ten percent average open rate. So you're getting twenty people you reach every time. So you get 180 emails wasted that you collected. Well, maybe you retarget them on Facebook. Maybe you can do other things with them. But me, I'm not interested in that. I only want people to give me an email address if they actually want an email relationship. So I'm even contemplating only having email lists of buyers because I want 80, 90% open rates because I want people that actually want to hear from me. So anyway, when you go to startfromzero.com forward slash growth, there's not even email capture. You'll just get that. They get that report free because oh, I'm... Yes, yeah. yeah, so we want to... So I am obsessed 
becoming obsessed, even more obsessed as I become brave enough and face my fears of failure more. I am becoming obsessed with making sure that people get a result by working with me. So when you list this podcast, you go to startfromzero.com forward slash growth and you read this report, you'll see a whole framework for how to find a painful problem, how to create a solution from it. It's a whole challenge where you actually do it for seven days. You get seven different great ideas in seven days. You pick your favorite idea. You've got your revenue generator. You're seven days away from a revenue generating business with this report. And if you do that, you get that result. You don't even have to give me an email address. I've just given you a result. I am doing what I'm teaching, which is a customer that uses a mechanism to get a result. I know you want a revenue generating business. So the mechanism happens to be this, but it doesn't have to be that mechanism. I think if you take it one step further, man, you switch it to customer wants a result. So we use a mechanism. And now all of a sudden you've just entered this infinite world. So now the only thing I would tack onto this for now in the conversation is something in the, in the first pages of the book, I call it the cardinal rule of successful entrepreneurship. And I had to write it down so I don't forget it, right? Because I do forget it. And that cardinal rule is that we do not get to decide what works. Interesting. Yeah. I love you know, that. You, you run an advertisement. Do you get to decide if that advertisement works? No. No. You launch a product. Do you get to decide if it works? Nope. Do you get to decide if a video editor is interested in buying B-roll products? Nope. That guy's either interested in buying B-roll or he's not. Business is really not personal. Because life's not really personal. We make it personal. Like stuff happens, we make it personal. In business, it's just not personal. Like sure, like say someone screws you over and then it becomes personal. Well, if that person screws you over, that's more about them in general anyway. And that'll end up being a gift over the long term anyway. When I say business is a personal, this is this realization I had when I was talking to a video editor. Because in the book, I actually, I did a 27 minute conversation with a video editor where I give you away this, you, you get this audio for free to listen to me talk to a video editor about how to do this question process to find painful problems. And you listen to it free. And I sit there and I ask him, so I'm like, you know, would you pay for B-roll content? He says, yes, absolutely. I, B-roll is a huge pain in the butt for me. I got to get the B-roll footage to match certain parts of the video. And then my clients have all these unrealistic expectations for B-roll and they just expect me to have a huge library of it. And I don't have that. It's just a real big pain for me. I don't get to choose if he has that pain. I don't get to choose if he wants to buy. We do not get to decide what works. So when you realize you don't get to decide what works and you just wake up every day in service. And I tell you what, if you live from a place of joy, which can be really harsh, you get triggered into fear, triggered into scarcity. I do. And then I remind myself, you live from joy. You build a business from joy. When someone doesn't want to buy your product, you're curious. Because and, and I'm telling you, like when you go into a room full of 100 entrepreneurs and 95 of them, you don't want to talk to. Because like, you know, CEOs don't really, a lot of them don't really know. Like, like I saw one CEO posted on Twitter once. He said, he was like a software business. And he said, I hope this new paid plan will convert some of our free tards. Oh my God. Right. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I was like, dude, you don't get to decide what works. What are you trying to decide? You're a CEO of a SaaS. And SaaS is, listen, in terms of SaaS, I will tell you, I built many businesses. SaaS is the best feeling of any business I've ever started. Nothing comes close to starting a software company. And if you start a software company right and do it correctly, you can get paid forever. That's why Russell Brunson built ClickFunnels. That's why Clay Collins built lead pages. Software is like the holy grail. The problem is you don't want to start software on your first business because you get eaten alive. But if, if you get experience, like say you sell a course first, you sell a book first, and you start building your way up to software. Software is, software is a holy grail. But this guy's, this guy's in the most complicated business, software. And he's saying something like free tards. And I'm like, man, he's not living from joy. Because when you live from joy, if someone doesn't want to buy your product, you're curious. When you live from joy and your business isn't working, you're like, okay, I'm taking this feedback and receiving and I'm going to pivot to say. So if you live from joy, you live from service, you don't get to decide what works, you operate from customer that wants a result, so you use a mechanism, then you start, start paving and pioneering down this path. And 
the things that you build just astound you because you have no idea what's going to yeah, be. What's no doubt. Start. I'm excited for the book and, and I think other people will too. Do me a favor. I know we were going to, you know, I know that a lot of what you've talked about already in this short period that we've been yeah. on here, right? I, I, you're obviously a fountain of knowledge and you're very passionate about what you're doing. But let's talk, let's dive in a little bit into this framework that's allowed you to create these 15 millionaires. And I know you've touched on part of it, right? But building a lucrative business with no ideas, no expertise, and no money. If you could help us unpack that a little bit, because I know the book obviously talks about that. I know you have the foundation, which is kind of the, the program that helps people do that. And I know you've done this for yourself, you know, more than a dozen times, right? In in this type of environment. So help us unpack that a little bit and then hopefully people can walk away today and start leveraging some of this to for their own business. Yeah. So the most important thing I think in the world is up there in the top three, four, five is what you think about yourself. You know, my eyes are getting wet when I think about this because it just, it means so much to me as an entrepreneur and as a man, not a let alone a woman who's more in touch with feelings generally, but like as a man to say, listen, the thing that matters the most is what you think about yourself. Cause you know, in, in my space, you know, some, I get a lot of people that will like, you know, they'll unconsciously want my approval or something like this because they have this identity of me as this grand successful entrepreneur, you know, instead of a man who struggles with inadequacy from time to time, who happened to figure out a few things in business. And so, you know, when, when people like, you know, they, they want approval and I was like, this stuff, all this stuff could happen because of what they think of themselves. They think of themselves as someone who might need approval from me or someone who might need approval from their customer. So if you get straight, that the primary thing that's the most important is what you think about yourself and that that can be shifted and you live. So, so, so let, let's make this really concrete. This is the first part. This is the first part. And this is why we had the 15 millionaires with in four years time, because we got people that come to us as employees and they leave as fundamentally living entrepreneurs. And so the first thing is what they think of themselves. So you think of yourself as an employee. It's unconscious. I'm an employee. Well, you got 15 years of training since school that's hammered an employee to you. <sighs> Ah, <laughs> so like, so first, what you think about yourself and knowing that this can shift. So we do a fundamental identity work at, in the course and the foundation is actually shifting all the way over to startfromzero.com. And the foundation will probably be something more related to like what a foundation would be, <laughs> like uh, trusting your soul's essence or something like this. But startfromzero.com is where those courses and stuff will live. But what, the, the same, same process applies. So first you work on a fundamental level. What do you think of yourself? Now, where a lot of people will go wrong with this identity work is they will try to shift or transform or fix an identity. Well, if you get into fixing an identity, hey, your identity is broken, we need to fix it. If you try to fix it, you end up reinforcing that it's broken. It's very subtle, but you go out to look at, look, you can go onto YouTube and search like how to work with your identity, how to, and the people like how to fix your identity, how to defeat your identity, how to conquer your limiting beliefs. (laughs) No, this worked. Until our bodies became sensitive enough to realize that the way that you work with an identity is unconditional love. So all identities that you have, let's say you think of yourself as an employee, that's real, but it's not true. So when you start to realize that the identity you have is only a thought and that thought can be held as real, but not true. And you start to tap into the infinite vastness of who you really are, which is this huge field of loving awareness, that even identity of entrepreneur is a limiting description to what you really are. So work with this. So you start building identity. Once you build identity, then we start building four different brains within your brain. And if you combine these four different brains, you start to turn on the superhuman power to create. Most of the successful entrepreneurs I know, man, they have like one or two, maybe three. Very few have all four of these brains. 
But if you work to build these four brains, you start to walk with wealth like automatically. Instead of always having reaching for it, instead of things feeling scarce, instead of things feeling hard, you're like, oh, it's always a stretch and it's exhausting. You start walking with wealth and it pours in. But you got to do the work to do that. Like there is a button that exists for money. That button is your brain. And you can build your own brain and push that button whenever you want if you take time to build that brain. These four brains will allow you to do that. So, and the button can take about, button. I think the button, like, I don't want to sell like, ooh, I've got a button. It takes about two years to build your brain. Like you just, the structures of the brain need time to update. If you live in it, after about two years, you really start walking with it. First brain, so we build these four brains around gardening. I really like the metaphor of gardening. So you get the surveyor who surveys the land, the tiller who tills the land and finds the seeds to plant, the planter that plants the seeds, and the gardener that grows that product revenue. Now, if you build these four brains, and each of the four brains has a specific aspect to it, if you take time to build these four different brains, what happens is you start automatically finding the best land. You start tilling that soil so it's fertile. You find the best seeds to plant, and then you're growing revenue. So let's go backwards. So in order to grow revenue, the best way to do that, there's a lot of things that you could do. There's a lot of things a gardener could do, but only a few that would really grow the garden. That is to focus on storytelling and proof marketing, you know, before, during, and after stories of your customers. Here's who they were before. Here's how great it was during. Here's what happened after. The BDA framework, which is very big and like Tide commercials will do it with, here's how dirty your clothes are. Here's how great Tide is to use. Here's how white they are after. Before, during, and after storytelling, proof marketing based on results. Tide selling a result. They're very smart. Weight Watchers is a billion dollar company. You go to Weight Watchers, they talk about lose 10 pounds in a week or lose 10 pounds. Customer wants a result, so they use Weight Watchers. These big companies, they know, they know that results work. Results do so well. They shatter all the scarcity thinking and I can't do it. And well, oh, here's this person who's overweight and 65 years old and I'm kind of overweight and 65 and they did it. I can do it too. So gardening is about storytelling and proof marketing, BDA, before, during, and after, and then finding, finding the place where these people hang out to share those stories with. You know? so, and then using one, mastering one marketing channel to grow that business. So if you, want to, if you have a great business right now and you're looking to grow it, just find your tops, top students, your top customers, tell their stories in one marketing channel that you know will work. So when I built my software businesses... I'd get my software businesses built. I'd, I'd hire the developer. I'd get the customers to pay for the product. So I'm starting these software businesses from complete scratch. I'm not writing the code. I'm not designing anything. I'm facilitating this business to life. Then I own it. So I get the customer to fund the development. I give it to him free for life. And I sell it to everybody else. That's the general rule. It works, it works pretty well. My customers get a result. I document that result before, during, and after. Then I tell that story in email marketing to all the Remax brokers all around the country. There were 2,800 Remax brokers around the country. And I had 5% of them paying me a monthly fee, which is around 150 people after two years of result-based marketing to one marketing channel. Now, if I tried to do email marketing now in 2019, it would probably be one-tenth as effective because it's not the right marketing channel to do at the time. But if you get results, tell stories of those results based on the best marketing channel, that's what the gardener does really, really well. Now, when I launched something like the foundation or which now start from zero, we launched that in 2012, 2013. We told stories on the channel of podcasts. So podcasts were huge then and they're supposedly bigger now. We'll see how these podcasts do today, you know, because the space is so much bigger and there's a lot more podcasts. We'll see what happens. But at that time, it was podcast and we were telling a story there. 
if you have a business where you know most of your customers are on LinkedIn, so let's say you're you know you're B2B and most of your customers are on LinkedIn, let's say you create a LinkedIn group on a free idea exchange for these business owners just to share ideas amongst one another. And you've got this valuable group that you're not even selling anything in. These people just are all there to exchange ideas. What's working and what's not. Like let's say you're using HVAC if you're doing HVAC or something like this. It's like the group for HVAC people talk about what's working and what's not, what tools they're using and what tools they hate. And you've got this group and you're building your own marketing channel that you can then introduce things to and ask for their honest feedback on. So that's the gardener. Now you see these four brains, if you actually have all of them, they become automatic. You can kind of start to see how you might start walking with wealth a little bit because you're like, well, you know, hey, the results are doing the work for me. I don't have to work hard with marketing because my customers' stories are selling way better than I could. So then when it comes to the planter, the planter is probably my favorite, man, because the planter and building the products where, especially in software, but generally in general products, especially software, you get eaten alive if you don't do that right. You know, you want to get your software products built in 12 weeks. Most people take six months to build the first version of their product. You want to get the first idea built in 12 weeks. You want to find an idea. That's the goal. Hit or miss. My biggest business, the first product was built in nine weeks to launch. And that business will do over $2 million this year. It's a 10-year-old business. It's got 1,400 paying customers that make up $2 million in revenue. 1,400 customers that pay me 150 ish a month or whatever makes up like 180 some grand a month in revenue, two plus million a year. It's a 10-year-old business. It's more stable than a utility company. And people pay me every month. Like every day I've got anywhere between five and 10 grand or five and 15 grand coming into the bank every single day from this software business that I built the first version in eight weeks. So 10 years ago, (laughs) 10 years ago that I built, I built it up to like 300 to 700 grand. I pass it off to a CEO. It's a self-managed company that I work zero hours a year in. I don't even touch the business and it grows. I don't even know how big the team is. I just tell the CEO, listen, you get 10% of this business and you also, and then you can do anything you want. I just want 25% of the profits for myself. And we have a huge level of trust. We didn't even have contracts. I don't even think we still have contracts. You know, it's all under a gentleman's handshake because that's just, that's what I love to do. You know, not a lot of people, that's not, a, that's not for everyone, right. but um, there's so much brotherhood there. So the planter, so we're going the gardener, but first you got to build a product that gets a result. So the planter, and we have this built out into eight different distinctions, four different intentions, four different product killers, and four goals. And I was like, how in the world do you build a product? So I got this really cool visual map of eight distinctions, four intentions, four goals, four killers. And like the big ones to focus on you know, you can get this, you get it when you, when you read the book. And um, to be honest, I can't even quite remember all of them, which is why I had to write them down. But I'm, I get, I'm getting it made as a poster. So whenever I'm making a product, I'm like, oh crap, that one. Make sure I get, make sure I get that distinction. It's like one of the killers is making sure that your customer already does the behavior outside of the product. So like how many Nordic tracks are still around, you know, like, cause Nordic track was an exercise thing that required a new behavior, but treadmills still exist really popularly because people walk. Yeah. So if you, if you have to learn a new behavior, it really hurts the success of your product. So if you're building something right now and you're like, oh, this is going to have to create a new behavior, you're better off just stopping now. Yeah. Changing a buyer's behavior is almost impossible. And for the long term. Oh, and we, I think we all have to do it at least once <laughs> to, realize yeah. not, to realize not to do it. So it is almost impossible. So you've got the planter. Then if you go um, the next one, now you have the tiller. Now, the tiller knows how to talk to people, find their painful problem, and then find their solution. That comes down to asking five questions. And you know, those five questions are, what's your most present problem with 
your pregnancy? How do you try to solve that problem right now? What happens if you don't solve that problem right now? What would your dream solution be and would you pay for that? So since we're shorter, we're shorter on time this podcast, you can just listen to those again. But you ask those five questions to people, now you find good seeds to plant. And then above that is the, is the surveyor. And they're the people that survey the land. And the surveyor is really, really good at seeing the world in income streams. And an income stream is based off of a customer with a pain that needs a solution and will pay money for it. Customer pain solution offer. So if you start looking at customer pain solution offer and you start like, you know, you just drive down the street, what's the customer there? What's their pain? What's their solution? What's their offer? What's that customer? What's their pain? What's their solution? What's their offer? And then like 10 seconds, you're now breaking down income streams. When you do hundreds of these, you'll start seeing income streams everywhere. So, you know, it's only a matter of time for someone to start clicking and being successful when they get this kind of map. No, I love that. I love that. I love the four different brains, that whole concept, because, and you said it at the beginning, very few CEOs or entrepreneurs have all four. They might have one, they might even have two, but very few have all four. So you guys can see here just in a short period of time that if you don't buy the book, (laughs) I think you're a fool because he has such a wealth of knowledge and he's shared an enormous amount of it in it. In a very short period of time, you guys have all been drinking from a fire hose and got a lot of information really, really fast. I'm excited for the book. We got to wrap it up for today, but I'm going to ask you two more questions rapid fire before we go, and then we're going to wrap it up, okay? So what would be your favorite growth tool or software? Maybe a SaaS, I'm asking the right guy, right? Like a SaaS product or an app or something that you use to grow your business. Tools that help you understand your limitations and yourself. So like personality assessments, so there's a personality assessment called like Hexaco, hexaco.org. It's a 26 factor analysis of your personality. It'll tell you how organized you are, how diligent you are, how fearful you are, how creative you are. And you can look at this 26 factor and then you can go to work and, and work on different parts of your personality. And then there's books like Snap, a book called Snap, How to Change Your Personality in 30 Days. You can actually go to work and your personality is pretty fluid actually with the right tools. So understanding who you are through something like Hexaco, which by the way, we have 15 different examples of success stories in the book. And each person has their hexaco next to it. So you can see 15 different science, like 15 different in-depth personality assessments. So you can see I'm on nothing, nothing like it, man. So a hexaco is, hexaco is a, re, a great way to go, but understanding your limitations and getting clear on them. Like you would look directly in the mirror. Like you look in the mirror, you see your belly's fat and you want to work out. You didn't need to do anything, but see your belly was fat. That's kind of what I, that's how I what I'd say we're hexaco. Yeah. I love it. No, I'm going to definitely check that out. And what, besides your book, obviously start from zero, which I recommend everybody get, what would be one book you would recommend to the audience? Maybe something that helped you on your journey or that you just think would be a good read for them. The most entertaining book I think I've ever read is something called Flip the Script by Oren Klaff, K-L-A-F-F. And that guy's just chock full of stories about how to incept people and make people think your ideas are theirs. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, listen, check those out. But before we go, Dan, make sure you let everybody know. I know they've heard a little bit about this, where to go to get the book and how to connect with you. And then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to connect with you. Please do. If you can, if you go to startfromzero.com, we've got a podcast that's completely free where you will hear me mentoring people on how to start stuff. If you're going to hear like a lot of stuff I'm talking to over and over again until it's just in your brain, please do pre-order the book and support us. That would mean the world to me. It's It's been 10 years in the making and two years of writing. And it's, you know, I've crossed a lot of, T's and dot a lot of I's to make that book almost perfect. And then if, if you ever want to do anything more, you can just find out at startfromzero.com. Perfect. Listen. Oh, but oh yeah, but that, that gift, the special gift. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Startfromzero.com forward slash growth, just for your listeners, is a free excerpt from the book on how to find painful ideas with the example of my pregnant partner. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, Dane, it's been quite the journey since I first heard about you back in, I think, 2013. 
And I'm excited, proud, and thankful that you, were, that you came on the podcast today. Really appreciate you being here. And I look forward to talking to you again in the near future. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.